Hello, welcome to Relative Pitch Season 1, Episode 4, Balancing Your Life as a Musician. We really hope you guys liked last week's episode where we jumped into Alex Ross's book, Wagnerism, and discussed his Chapter 1, Ryan Gold. Please drop any comments you like, subscribe to us, like it, let us know how you feel. Um, so this week, we really just wanted to talk about how we as musicians like to balance our life and what has been successful for us um, up to this point. So to start in just a very general sense, of course, like your life, it, you have layers. And so with layer, it's not just one thing. We are musicians, but there are other layers to who we are and things that make us successful besides being in the practice room within the ensemble, teaching, et cetera, et cetera. And so just in general, um, how I see it is it's always about your mental health, of course, uh, physical health, absolutely and just academic and career success like for sure and of course social life is like in that aspect but that to me as a basic human being that is like the balance you need in your life and um do y'all have any other general like just vague beliefs of how to balance a life besides being a music like just as a general person yeah for me um this applies to both music and in general and we'll get to it later, is just having routines, like stuff you do every day. Like every morning, um, I make coffee or go pick it up. Shouldn't pick it up because it costs too much money. I walk my dog um, and, you know, start my day with a nice warm-up. You know, that's my routine. And then when I get home, I pick up. And as you, you keep your life going, it has stuff to do. Um, also, when you said layers, it definitely reminded me of Shrek. And that was onions the, have layers. <laughs> Ogres have layers. Donkey, wasn't that donkey you said? Onions have layers. You got to peel one back at a time. And like the biggest thing with musicians, and like yes, we have to have some obsessive quality to what we do, but we have to remember we are people who either blow into a metal pipe or blow into plumbing pipe or hold a stick. You know what I mean? Like we have to have use your voice or use your voice or use your voice. Excuse well, me. But we have to have like some amount of uh, what is it called? Laughter in our lives. Cause what we do is kind of funny. It's really funny. Like how do you make your living? You know, I blow into this uh, like a uh, plumbing and yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's funny. And so we forget that we are people that play instruments or sing or conduct instead of I am a conductor. I'm pretty sure you didn't come out the womb being a conductor, but hey, if that's you, that's you. That's my little quick tip before we get into it. Anthony? Yeah, um, I think for me, what keeps my life going is I have uh, like a schedule. I have a calendar. Um, like when I started my job um, as a new band director and choir director, I have to see how the whole semester. So I have, all right, we have... Um, this is when this meeting is going to be, this is when the concert is going to be, this is when um, a IEP meeting is going to be, this is when, you know, fundraising is going to happen. I need to see it out, laid out in that way. Um, and I've always kind of been like that. I always need to know the goal. That's why during Corona, it was very hard for me because there was no, well, in two months, I got to look forward to this. It was really just kind of like, well... Tomorrow might be something, wake up, eat, sleep, do the same thing, repeat again. 
But now that you're, I'm back in my back in my normal thing, and I feel great about it because I know in November I have this to do, this to do, this to do. And if you don't write it down, if you're like me, who don't remember stuff, I please, please, please write stuff down because if you don't write it down, you're gonna forget it. Um, I know Michael has to write down both of our birthdays because if he does not write it down, he will forget. Mm hmm. I have to write down to watch the UGA game or I will forget. Tonight, it's amazing. We're going to win. Go dogs. But um, no, like I, me, I have to write things down. There have been many cases where uh, somebody would be like, hey, Anthony, uh, you're supposed to be here. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be here. My bad. (laughs) Because I need to know when things are going on. So I need to write it down. I mean, I feel like we all kind of do it. Like Lauren, like she has so many different planners. I cannot do planners like that. I have like, it's not in my office here, but it's in my office at my school. I have a big one of those just calendars that you get from Walmart that has every single thing on each day. There's something written down. Michael used on his phone. I am not a phone person. Like I actually need to write stuff down, but whatever works for you, that works for you. Um, but please get something to organize your days. Um, that's really what kept me through college, was for a little bit of that. Yeah, so for me, being a flute player, I'm very type A. And what I mean by this is this is my planner. This is my journal what I, where I write notes and my practice journal down. I have an actual written chalk calendar in my house for the month. And I also have a weekly calendar in here. And I also use my phone calendar. So this this these are things that i do that makes me feel like my brain is organized flute players woodwind players in general maybe you feel me i I feel like you feel me um but it's just a way where even if i don't check this thing every day writing it down it's like when you study and you write it down before a test it helps you it helps me personally absorb the information um better than if i just said it out loud a bunch of times sometimes that helps too but also with planning you just need to check up every now and then. Um, so yeah, that is that is the like base of, of balance and scheduling is just having a planner or calendar in some way, shape, or form. They're really cool apps. Yeah, Anthony has his binder. So in this binder, for all the teachers out there, um, I have like literally my all of my peers here, first, second, third, fifth, seventh. And in each one of these, like let's go to third period, for example. I have a seating chart for them. I have my daily, so like all week, I don't know if y'all can see this, but like every week I have a detailed plan of what I'm gonna do each day. I also have like all of their worksheets. That is like my answer key. I have their test in here. So like I have to do that. And I realized I actually started doing this when I was student teaching um, last year. Because I was like, oh, what do I need to do with this group? Oh my gosh, my my brain, I cannot remember. So every day when I get to school, every freaking day, I go, I get to school at seven o'clock and I write down everything that I'm going to do that day because I need to see what's going on. Um, and if it wasn't for that, I, my, I think my brain would literally explode because um, I'm a person that needs to write stuff down. Um, so Lauren, I know like you do your whole note taking and things. So this is like my version of your note taking down there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And like for performance majors, and Michael knows about this too, I keep my practice journals in here. And so a practice journal, if you're not familiar with what that is, is as performance majors, um, sometimes it's very easy to walk into a practice room and just start playing and have absolutely no plan of what your goals are for that session or what you want to accomplish within that session. So what a practice journal basically does is says, hey, today we want to really work on these scales, this etude, this excerpt, and these solos. And so it keeps you accountable and it keeps you on target because it's so easy to just walk in and just start playing stuff. And then are you really getting any progress done? I don't feel like I get a lot of progress done whenever I do things like that. I have to have a goal of today I'm working on the Lieberman or I'm working on Zaptis and Chloe yada 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 keep going on but i have to have that in my mind before i step into the room so what this tells me is i go okay so today today's saturday i'm supposed to be playing these six excerpts and just really going through tone with drones um and it's a really easy way to just compartmentalize and like sectionalize my practice sessions so that i feel like i really accomplished something within a day now this is not something that works for everyone um i know that michael you can like you have your complete different method of doing it, which please enlighten us. Um, for Lauren, it works. And when she started it, I saw a big difference in her. Like she like, I think she did a lot of it in high school at the beginning of college. She didn't do as much. And then the last year of college, she really picked it up and amped it up. And I saw a big difference for me. Uh, -uh that makes me just go crazy. And I can't even keep up with it. I'll get like three weeks behind and be like, oh, God, what, it, what was I supposed to be doing? And that's just like, for me, it doesn't work. So I use this app. I got turned on to this app about a, two weeks ago. It's called Sessions. So what I do is I set goals for the week. If I Weekly goals help me because I record every Sunday um, for various competitions, auditions, solos. I record it and then Sunday night I listen to it, make my notes for the next week. So I record weeks. So like this week, this upcoming week, I want to uh, work on pictures, Mahler 5, Boats' Caprice, and a bugle call for military auditions. You know what I mean? So throughout the week, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do it here, there, and I'm going to identify like the little things throughout the week. But it's just like, that's it. But I also like have started a very, uh, like about an hour and a half, hour, 45 minute routine, fundamentals routine every day. And that what that works for me. I know like that routine, I do it every day. Boom. Like different variations of it, but boom. But I use this thing called sessions. Um, you just log in. It's kind of like, I call it Facebook for practice buddies. So all my people I follow can see I practice, I think today was like two hours because I had to wake up early to watch a George game tonight um, and do that. So that's what I do. And then for like day-to-day -day stuff, my mind doesn't work. So I literally plan out everything on Apple calendar and Google calendar and they sync up together. So like my laptop, my iPad and my iPhone all give me um, notifications between 30 and an hour before something happens, or I will forget, go home and take a nap. Like it, I, I have to do that. And immediately when someone, Hey, you want to do this? I'm like dinner. Okay. I'll put you for dinner. That's just me. I've, I've been like that. Even like Lauren be like, Michael, let's go hang out tomorrow. I'm like, what time? Okay. 
that was like Kennesaw. I'd be like, okay, I got you down. And sometimes I would invite her just to be funny and she would reject it, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would definitely say in college, so we'll talk about this later, but like I worked at um, the rec center on campus at KSU um, and everyone at the rec center knew that I coined this phrase, so if this phrase go anywhere else, know that it, it came from me. I would always, they are always like, hey, Anthony, let's go do this. And I'm like, oh, let me check my calendar because you know I'm busy. So, and and it what like it became bigger than it was, but to be honest, it was the truth because when you're a music major, you have a lot of stuff to do. And everything that I had down was in my calendar. So I would look at my phone like, okay, um, at five o'clock, I have to be here or oop, at 3.45, I'm doing this after school rehearsal, so I can't be there. So like, it just became this booked and busy mentality. So if I ever write a memoir, it will definitely be booked and busy as the title. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but I do have a question for, uh, so I know Michael said, um, he does his like a weekly thing. Lauren, is your uh, journal, is it, uh, is it more of a weekly thing or do you do it about like daily? Um, and when do you write it? Is it like the day of, or do you like Sunday? You write down and say, Monday, I want to do this. Tuesday, I want to do this. How do you do your um, stuff? I think for me, trying to write out a week of um, practice journaling at one point is too optimistic. Um, I like to see myself as an optimistic person that in this sense, every day things change. So I might have practiced an excerpt today where I'm like, wow, that is like ready, ready. Like, I feel like now I can focus more time on this other solo rather than that excerpt. And therefore, if I had already written it out that way, I'd have to go through and change things. And it's all, again, type A, I don't like erasing or scratching out. I like things to be clean cut. So usually what I do is I'll go, I'll practice a day. I'll have my practice journal, check, I have check marks or boxes next to them. I check them off. Once I'm done with my session and say, okay, I did this, did this, did this. And then I'll go ahead and write out my next session. Because after that session in my head, I'm like, okay, so now I feel like, like I just said, like there are things that I can change to say, oh, I don't actually need to work on this one as more. I can put more things with different new concepts into the practicing. Or actually today after this, I decided I needed more work on this. So let me go ahead and react this in. And so it really depends. I see life as like just constant up and downs like we need repetition but at the same time we have to realize that there are going to be weeks where things are just not they're not going to go that way they're not going to be our normal scheduled weekly programming um and so even it's great if we try to achieve that but i think at the same time we have to be a little bit flexible and if musicians are anything we are flexible um because of all the things we have to be able to do things that are randomly thrown at us. I remember we had a, we were supposed to have a concert, a symphony orchestra concert at KSU last year, and our, like, director got sick, and we literally had to cancel the, like, get that concert and change it to, like, a different Saturday, which we never had weekend concerts. That was crazy. We were all like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But we had to do, it wasn't something that we could just be like, oh, I'm going to call out. Can I get a sub? Like, yeah, that's not, that's not a thing. Um, so it, it's like, it kind of teaches you to know how to be, really well structured in a super flexible environment which is yeah is how i kind of try to look at it but within the flexibility i still have the things that can like um hold me down that are kind of my anchors to what i need to do weekly monthly daily etc etc see um i i think i'm a 
uh, I am like you. But see, for me, um, so I tried the weekly thing. Like when I first started teaching, I would do a whole week like lesson. Like, all right, on Monday here and everything like that. Because in college, that's what they teach you is like do a weekly lesson plan. Yeah. Um, either I'm just not that teacher, but because that does not work for me because on Monday, say a student wasn't getting what I thought they would get. So now on Tuesday, it's like, I, I need to go redo something. So I've learned it is better for me to do it early in the morning. So, uh, I don't have to be to school until eight o'clock. Um, because down here in Florida, school starts at nine. So you have to be an hour before. I get to school at seven o'clock every day because I need really that hour and a half before kids get there to really give full detail of what I want for the day. So, and it's also quiet um, because I want to really remember what happened yesterday, what I want to go for today. So I see things clearer then. Um, so I have realized I cannot do a weekly lesson plan because it, it just mm -mm, doesn't work um right now actually something came off the top of my head for my music appreciation class so they <laughs> were studying the musical periods right now the uh, right now we're doing baroque um and that's when opera first started yeah Mike, michael loves baroque so if you have any baroque questions turn it over to him um but uh so opera was invented during the baroque period and there were two days that I just could not come up with something. So we did something on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we got the Thursday and Friday. I was like, what in the world am I going to do? And this idea just came in my head of like, let them do an opera. And I was like, how in the world am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? And it came to me. So I have like a whole sheet where they'll tell me the name of the composer, the dates of the composer, when was the opera, um, and what is the main plot? They are going to, so on Monday, this coming up Monday, or when y'all see this, it'll be the past Monday, um, they will act out the main plot of the opera. Um, and it's, it just came off the top of my head and what Lauren was saying, be flexible. When you're teaching, you have to be flexible every single day. Did I plan, like if I would have planned the, the whole opera thing on a Sunday, I don't think it would have worked because it just, it just kind of flies by. And when you're teaching and you're in the field, there will be times that you're just gonna have to think off the top of your head. And this goes to a comment from Junior on our YouTube page of, um, was asking about some teaching things that um, like how is teaching and things that I learned from college. I think college definitely taught me to do things, I don't know, by the book. But when you're in the field, there is no book. There is you and only you, and you do what you do. So definitely you have to be on your feet at all times. And I think for Lauren and Michael, y'all have to be on your feet as well, especially, I mean, like the symphony orchestra concert or literally anybody can say, hey, can you come and play this? Sure. So I'm pretty sure y'all have like some, I'm on my feet type of stuff as well. Yeah, I'll, I will say um, the, the most fun and thing and fearful thing I can imagine is showing up to a gig and then them on the spot asking you to randomly do a solo that they did not tell you before you showed up. That has happened to me multiple times. And, you know, most of the time I just want to go, uh, wasn't in my contract, sorry. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know what? 
I can do it. It's not what I mentally prepared for. It's not what I like practice for. But um, I, I remember one time even it was a church and it was a hymn and the, the, the choir director or the music director was like, can you improv over like the chord changes? And you know, the, my closest encounter with jazz was a jazz combo class in high school that I was very bad at. You can ask all my jazz friends. It was, they, they, they don't say it outright, but I appreciate you guys, but I know myself. Um, so that is not an area I'm comfortable with. But yeah, that, that, that happens at times. And it's just constantly any career field, I think any, any career field, you have to be able to be flexible, especially something like this, especially teaching. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. But yeah, I, it's definitely, if anything, college has really showed showed like i said you have to learn how to be flexible within a structured like an, it, without, within an organized structure if that makes any sense like be prepared for anything and everything to happen um COVID, hello um but at the same time you know have a plan ready don't let everything kind of be able to crumble within a snap because that means that it wasn't really there wasn't a foundation underneath like it's fine if a window gets busted the door gets kicked in a little bit as long as you have that nice base foundation you can be able to rebuild again which is why we're seeing amazing teachers like anthony and like other teachers around the world who are able to adjust so quickly to covid teaching and of course i'm sure it hasn't been the easiest thing but they were able to because they are flexible and they are able to do things right on the spur of the moment and it's just really amazing to see, honestly, because that's something that could have easily just been, that could have crumbled. Like school, not a thing. And unfortunately, I've seen situ I've, I've seen situations where some teachers have allowed that to happen, and it's unfortunate. But um, I'm very thankful for the teachers who are who were able to, you know, keep strong and like change and adjust to this new way of teaching that we're currently in. Hopefully, it doesn't last long. Um, but I feel like this has made everyone better at adjusting and being more flexible, which is just the number one thing. So I wanted to jump to a different section of this. Anthony and Michael, when we are talking, when we are, when we were together, like kind of basically like living five minutes or with each other, um, when we went out to dinner, when we were just hanging out at each other's places, did we talk about music all the time? Was that the only thing that we talked about? Girl, no. <laughs> Honestly, our friendship, I think, why it has just taken off the rails is because we can talk about anything. Like, I, before we were filming, like, we started filming this, we were talking about TikToks, okay? We had a whole conversation about TikToks. And what are we going to do for spring break or for Christmas and everything else? So we have all these different topics to talk about. And I think it's healthy for you to not talk about your job, your um, career, music, whatever. It is healthy for you not to talk about whatever that is. Um, I love when I can just go somewhere and not have to talk about music because nine hours of my life, I talk about music. So when I, when we finally see each other through FaceTime, I just want to talk about something not related to music. And that's what I love about our friendship because we do talk about music. And when I say we talk about music, we're a little judgy. We be listening to y'all recordings too. But we 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 do have other things to talk about. And Michael definitely keeps it 
spicy. He always got to keep the conversation rolling. So Michael definitely keeps the the comedy involved. Um, yeah, it's no secret. I'm a gossip. Yeah, you know, you got to keep the juices flowing. Uh huh. If gossip is real or not real, you gotta identify, dissect all that stuff. Um, now I love it because we'll just be like talking about like random stuff, and then I'll say something about Beyonce, and then we'll go like go down her history and evolution, or I'll say some, or or the my favorite part about these two is debating with them about Family Guy and. Simpsons and all that stuff because none of that stuff I, I, I don't like it. I don't like okay, it. Okay, and I will. Um, since you brought that up, now you now I have to uh, debate this because you know how I am. So, and th- this is something that hey mom, I know you're watching this. She she's heard this all the time. But you know, in high school, I go to school, I practice, um, I'm doing lessons, private lessons, and everything. Sometimes when I came home from school and doing academic work. I just really wanted to do something that wasn't music related at all. I wanted something that would be so just like, I don't have to think about what I'm looking at, what I'm listening to. And it's just funny. I just wanted to laugh. So yeah, uh, Family Guy and American Dad or those shows that are like, they're comedic relief. There's something for me to just go, oh my gosh, that's funny. That's it. That's it. It's funny. And it's very funny. Like, Stewie... Um, uh, Stewie and Brian, and then oh my god, my favorite Roger. Roger is freaking hilarious, and I every time I catch myself either doing a phrase of his or something like that. Like it's it's that stuff that like when you get home, it just relaxes you. Like I fall asleep to either American Dad or Family Guy or something like that. And it sucks that you don't like it, Michael. You just don't understand the, the true comedy of it all. There is no true comedy. See, what I like to do is I fall into things like Scandal, Ray's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder. Michael's dr- dramatic. Michael's very dramatic. This is what this is saying. Or, or, like watching somebody get absolutely clapped is the biggest thing on earth. Like, just like, like, that's like funny to me. I'm on my couch and me and my dog are just laughing. No, sports is not. No, why? No, I mean, the the shows that you just said are great shows. Those are shows you watch during the day, you know, or like at seven o'clock afternoon, you know, something that you watch with dinner. When you watch Family Guy or American Dad or something like that, that is like, uh, all right. I done took my wig off, then took everything off, you know, hang it up, and I'm about to go to bed. It's relaxing. I could not fall asleep to How to Get Away with Murder because my mind, the way my mind thinks is like, what's going to happen next episode? So I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to continue watching and be up until 4 o'clock in the morning. And that's why you always overslept so many times because you didn't go to sleep. Correct. I also, it's just me. I cannot watch stuff that does not make sense. Like, even when I'm not thinking about music or academic work, things have to make sense. Sports make sense. There's rules, there's things. These shows make sense. Like, someone, like, let's say South Park, there's a person who always dies and comes back next time. That doesn't make sense. Or, like, um, Love Roger, but he's an alien. 
students with that able to hold a gun. What's wrong with that? It doesn't make. Let sense. me let me ask a question. Did you watch SpongeBob growing up? No. Did you watch? Michael didn't have a good childhood. That's, That's what we're seeing right now. You didn't have a great childhood. What was your childhood like? Your shows growing up. What were those child like? What were those shows? What part of my childhood? The, the child part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we all start with like like Barney or Wiggles or something like that. So you watch Barney, which is I a dinosaur. A huge Barney fan. That's a dinosaur. And it's actually, a purple dinosaur that seems to children. How does that make sense? It is someone in a costume. Keep going. You know, we're not even going to debate. Keep going. Keep going. It's <laughs> someone in a costume. And then I watch Little Einsteins. Okay, so children who can get in a rocket ship is something that makes sense to you. Do y'all see what we have to deal with? This is what happens. They solved problems. But like where all this leads to for me and we're going to segue into different things is um where is it in life we have to balance the good and the have to do stuff right so for me i hate i hate everything that has to do with housework if i could hire a maid i would but when i do dishes i reward myself with watching football or when i vacuum i reward myself with watching the amazing Grey's anatomy I like vacuuming. I dis. You want to come vacuum? I won't. I despise that stuff. So, like, and I think life is all a balancing act. Mm -hmm. And when you're like, when people get really, really stressed or really, really down, it's just because something's out of balance. So, I don't know what y'all have thoughts about that. Where did you learn that from? Who did you learn that from, Michael? Everybody. You know, it don't, takes a village. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> don't even. Let me just say, y'all who don't know us, um, Michael, me and Lauren were Michael's uh, definitely guidance counselors for like four years, okay? So every one of these philo the things that you say, he learned it from us, okay? He learned it from us, this whole balancing of life. You don't know how many times I've sat in his room at like two o'clock in the morning saying, Michael, the reason you're stressed is because you haven't balanced your life yet. Is that true or not true? Trying to make money, you know, kind of pay for stuff. But you still, okay. know, you, have to, you still have to balance yourself, like at all times. You, it's that whole yin and yang type of thing. If, you, if you're an Avatar fan, you know, like the whole, pushing and pulling everyone has to be balanced yeah so just uh, just to wrap up this like hulu netflix whatever platforms television uh, segment just talking about balance i have the shows that are my i'm actually watching these shows so like i just finished i'm about to finish westworld and rain which is on uh netflix and hbo and those are shows that i'm sitting there like but like, I'm like, I'm like invested. I'm like, oh my gosh. Now, when I go back to my room and I'm ready for bed and I'm scrolling through Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, that's when I put on my American dad. And I'm just like, yes, wash over me. Just decompress me while I get ready for bed. I can't watch Westworld trying to get ready for bed. That'll, I'm going to be thinking about robots while falling asleep. Yes. So it's a balance of, okay, these are the shows that you have, it's balance. And so even though, no, maybe, 
an alien in a wig who cross dresses doesn't make complete sense. But we love him and we respect we him. We stand for we him. stand Roger. For Roger stands. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, going into just more about that. Um, with that, that, I mean, that's a part of that's a part of rest. I feel and relaxation, and that's something everyone needs. Is some days we just some days we just need to have a break day. Like we just need a day where we're like, let's just go do something that is not at all related to like our field, and that's completely fine. We go on vacation sometimes, and we're just we just need a break. And I remember the first time I think my uh, high school private lesson teacher she like went on a vacation. And I think I asked her, oh, are you, like, going to be able to practice in your, like, room or whatever? She's like, oh, I'm not taking my flute. And I, that, for me, that was like, yo, these are professional-level musicians don't practice every day. They, even they take breaks, and they still sound the way they do. So that showed me that that breaks, those breaks, whenever they happen, are a part of the balance that is them. So there may be days, you may not have to take a whole week off, you know, or even like a, like a, a few, a half a week, but sometimes you just need a day where you're focused on other aspects of life. Like, especially I'm in school right now. I just had to do a midterm that ended up, that took a week and a half. That was nine pages, 4,500 words. Okay. Um, there were some days I really just was like, I just need to do this. And then I had other assignments for other classes, teaching other stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, it's nine o'clock and I have not touched my flute. And like, part of me was like wanting to be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? I need to talk to Michael. I was like, I feel like this semester has been more academic for me than the performance based things. And of course, because not really doing in-person lessons, not seeing, not doing in-person ensembles, um, not doing any real, real um, chamber music because of all these restrictions we have. And so I don't feel like that aspect of me has, has been tapped through the semester. So I'm like, well, when life gives, gives you lemons, like make lemonade. So I'm really pushing the academic part of my degree right now so that hopefully I have a 4.0 A this semester. And that'll be a really great start for me. The next semester when I'm doing my competitions and getting ready for possible DMA like lessons and everything, I don't have to worry about academic stuff. It's gonna be full on uh, performance based just a lot of practicing and so I didn't really plan for that like I wasn't going into, into school thinking oh the first semester I'm just gonna be academic really it's just gonna be the hardest classes ever complete no it just happened but look look how great it turned out like I'm just thinking oh wow that actually really worked in my favor so I, I really feel like sometimes like I said flexibility but having that underlying structure can really, really do wonders for you. It has done that for me as well. And um, I know we all know the importance of breaks. So, like we all, we would go out and have fun and just be young adults. And there's something so important like that. And that's why I encourage people to, one thing, it's always nice to have non-music friends. I will say that I have friends from high school who I love, love, love hanging around because I'm not talking about music the majority of the time. You know, they'll ask me, hey, how's everything going? Or do you have any recitals coming up? But other than that, it's complete other things. It's like 10% of that conversation is music. Everything, the other 90% is other, like crazy young person stuff. Um, and we need that. Like it's so, to be so obsessive with something is like, it's not, it's not real. It, it, it can't happen that way. I mean, these professional musicians, they have families. 
and they like have children who are children so children like doing kid stuff they're like oh we don't want to do that let's go get ice cream let's go to disney world and they do it because that's a balance and they decided that at that point they were they could put that new element of a family like wife husband kids yada yada into the life and they learned how to balance it that's anything you add on to, into your life you always have to find something that you have to take a little bit away that's how it works um like tw there there's only 24 hours in a day for a reason um i know a lot of us are oh, i wish i had like 48 or 72 we can't handle that that's why we're not given that and so basically which is what i mean by you have to wake up this day and be like what is the main priority for this day i have this huge paper coming up that i really need to dig into guess what your priority is to get that paper done and then the next day, guess what? You're done with the paper. So you're like, wow, I can really focus on practicing today. And yada, yada, yada. Then you have a day off where you're at home visiting family. Like, I feel like I, I did that paper early. I got a really good practice session. So I feel like I can have a day off with my family where I'm really not concerned about, oh, I'm missing a session. Oh, I'm doing this. It's just, it really is just finding that balance. Um, and yeah, Michael, I'm sure you have other things to say about this. Um, so after joining my master's my um my routine changed like i still do my academic work and everything but what is very important to me and has been since i started is every single day even if it's a day i take off i have to get my warm-up in i have to go to the i have to go to my office and i have to do my hour to an hour and a half warm-up like that and i do it around eight or seven in the morning like non-negotiable, it cannot start at nine. But eight or seven, maybe 8.30, you know what I mean? Um, I get my warm-up in. Even on Sunday, like today I woke up at 6.45. I was at the school at 8.30. You know what I mean? Like I, that has helped me this year. Because if I can get my warm-up in, my, um, so I do like a 45-minute session, 15-minute break, another 30 to 45-minute session. You know what I mean? That's what I call my warm-up routine type deal if i get that in every single day there's some days where i can get two hours before noon like i can finish it up there's some days where that's all i get but i still had that warm-up it helps me centers my mind another thing to do is i commute to school i live about 15 minutes away that has helped me a lot i listen to chill music and i like think i'm like not thinking about music when i get there leave my trumpets are not in my house I leave them there at the at the school because that's where I get all my work done. So once I come home, it's like, ah, I'm home. You know what I mean? I get most of my academic work done at the school unless I procrastinate, which I'm famous for doing that too. But for me, a great like for me to balance my life, I have to get my warm up in every morning. Especially if I'm teaching, especially if I have some playing obligations at night. If I get my warm up in, it's like my morning coffee. They go hand in hand. Um Academic work I do at night, I do during the day. But if I get my warm up in, I know I did something that day. Six forty-five on a Saturday. No. I did. I woke up. Jaeger was mad at me. Six, no, you couldn't. You could not pay me to wake up at six forty-five on a Saturday. No, no, I, no. Yeah, and this is just you know, this is Michael, and this is a brass player talking. Um, I'm speaking as a woodwind. You know, I used to have 8 a.m. lessons, 9 a.m. lessons. It happened, right? Cool. But 
it's, I feel like, and we've talked about this, it's a little bit different because I feel like I can kind of start playing at any point of the day and I'm fine. Whereas Michael feels like if he starts anytime after 9 a.m. that he, that day is just gone. I don't feel that way um, at all, at all. That's just me. Like other brass players can start at like 1, 12, 5 o'clock at night. Like for me this year, it's been a revelation. Before now, I was not a morning practicer. You can ask Anthony, you can ask Lauren. I was like, I get to school when I get to school. But like this year, for some reason, I've had the mindset of I, I want to become a morning person because I used to be dead in the morning. And if I get my hour, an hour and a half before 12 o'clock, because we all know life happens. Like I'm not saying this. I'm not saying like if you don't go practice and do your warm up before like eight or nine, you're a bad person. No, that just works for me because after 12, I know for me, stuff happens. Like, you need to go to the grocery store. Jaeger is not feeling well. Oh, I want to call my family. Oh, I want to cook this for dinner. You know what I mean? So I have to do that to make my mind sane. So, and also brass, they suck. Well, I am very proud of you that you have the, the, the um, awareness and the, um, what is, I'm trying to think of a word, but really the discipline, that's what I'm trying to think. The discipline to get up at 6.45, because I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't have that discipline and I don't think I ever will have discipline to wake up at 6.45 on a Saturday. Um, even if I was getting up to do something fun, I would not get up at 6.45, no, no. Uh, mainly because Monday through Friday, I get up at six o'clock every morning to be to school. So like when this Saturday and Sunday, I am like a dead hermit crab. I stay in my bed until about two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I get up to do this and then I'm mostly my way back to my bed and I get back in the bed and I go back to sleep. That's literally what I do for the whole weekend because it's like Monday through Friday really just takes it all out. So like I'm, a, I'm an extroverted introvert. So. Monday through Friday is like my extroverted time. Then when it's Saturday and Sunday, I'm home. I'm to myself because that's what puts my mind at peace is being by myself. Because um, I've had like some of my coworkers, they're like, we don't want you to be at home by yourself and this and that. And I'm like, y'all don't understand. I like being by myself. Like it, it gives me peace. And I've always been that way since I was little. I've always like being by myself and having me to my own thoughts. Um, in college, I used to play around with Michael and Lauren. I used to be like, look, in my head, I have a whole jury. There's like nine people on the jury. And to for me to go out somewhere, five of them, the majority rules. So, and I would literally sit there th sitting there just like this. We'll be at the kitchen table and I'm, sit I'm just sitting there. And Michael would be like, is your jury thinking right now? Yes, it is. If you ask me to come out of my house after I have wrapped it up for the day, it's going to take a big old decision to get me to come out. But that's what really gets me to be at peace. Um, another thing that I do have peace, which I'm surprised with Michael, is my commute to work. So my commute to work is 40 minutes. Some people, that would be way too much, way too much commuting. For me, I love it because going there in the morning, um, it gets me ready for everything. So I like have my R&B music playing and it's very chill and I'm like, okay. And then when I get there, I have my another hour and a half or so to plan the day. 
when it's after school, I have my 40 minute drive back home. That's where I decompress. Like, okay, this is what happened in first period. This is what happened in second period. This went well. This didn't go so well. So by the time when I get home, I'm home. It's like school is now done. I'm home. Let me go watch my YouTube. Let me go, you know, call my mom, whatever. Like that, that 40 minute drive home is where my decompression of the day goes. And I need that. And when I was looking for places to live, I was like, 40 minutes is good because I, I, I realized that I needed that when I was student teaching because my commute to my school was about 25, 30 minutes. And I realized like, I need that. I need that. I would also, uh, where I lived to Kennesaw was about five minutes. And I would walk into class like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I really don't want to be here. But that's because I didn't have enough time to go ahead and pump myself up. Like, all right, here's another day. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's get this bag, get this money. Let's do it. I wouldn't get money, but y'all know what I mean. Um, but I need that type of time to do it. Um, Another thing that I had during college, so this is like for me during college, I had a non-music job and I was so happy about that. I worked at the rec center on campus and I loved it. I worked there for three years. I met some fantastic people. Um, to this day, I still talk to a lot of them and they didn't see Anthony, the musician. They saw Anthony, Oh, and he also, I think, is a music major. And I love that. And I really love that because they were getting to know me. They, these are people who were sports management majors or uh, uh, um, IT people. Like, this had nothing to do with music. And that was so peaceful for me. Michael would always be like, I could never, never do a non-music job. And I'm like... That's you for me. Like I need, I, I need that. I've always been that person that has to have a balance between music and what I call the general population. Like we in jail, like gen pop music. And I needed that. Lauren, how what were some things for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I I was fortunate enough to be able to be the student assistant for the College of the Arts and I was at KSU for two years and then the student assistant for the actual school of music for a year, my last year. Um, and it was really amazing because, you know, in high school, I loved being at the clubs, any band thing that I could do. Like I was, um, I was band president my last year and before then I was uh, the Trium, the music rep or the band rep for Trium. I loved doing I love being in administrative position, like lead positions. I love being section leader um, because I was kind of, that's a place where I shine. I truly feel like I, I love group settings and I being the type A person that I am, I feel like I'm, it's very easy for me to take control and take the reins and also know how to encourage everyone to be a part of the conversation. You can't be a leader and you, like push down voices. You have to be the person to amplify them and give them room to grow. And I love doing that. That's why I love, and that's why I love ensemble. You know, Michael has this thing with chamber music and solo playing. That is why I love large orchestral playing because that is where I shine. I feel like I shine the most. Um, and so uh, within that, yeah, um, well, where was I going? I, I was going somewhere with that. But I, 
every you have to find the things that you are good at, like and the things that you are um, that fit you. Like administrative stuff is something that I know Michael hates. He hates it. And so whenever I'm like, oh, I I love like scheduling and I love like documents and writing up and making flyers and all these things. I love. I truly do. Too. So if y'all need to book her for y'all stuff. This is a plug. If y'all need some stuff. All of my recital stuff. Right. Like her posters, like literally a lot of the social media things you see for this is Lauren's. Like she has that that mind, that artsy mind that my, don't, don't ask me or my to do any of that because <laughs> our minds, our, we just don't think like that. But I realized like that's more, that is like your piece. That's your time. Yeah. I love that. Like that stuff, like I willingly am like, can't, I, I will do, or I'm just like, hey, I'll do it, you know, because I'm just, I, that is, I love it. I don't know what, where that came from. I'm a terrible drawer. My, my mom said she thought I was going to be a doctor when I grew up because my handwriting is atrocious. Thanks, mom. Love you. It's gotten a little bit better. Um, but so I never really imagined anything in that category would be mine, but I love that stuff. And so for me, that side, administra administration, especially arts administration, has been something that I have been always been passionate about, but I didn't really come into that until I got to KSU and was given opportunities, especially with like SOMSAT, um, School of Music Student Advisory Council that me and Anthony started while we were there. That was a huge thing for us. And I loved every single, it was tedious. Sometimes it was very tedious, but it was so worth it in the end. And so that's something that I find brings balance to my life. So whenever I can be a part of something take a new leadership role, I am the first one to be like, I'll do it. Like, I will be that person. Um, and I, I feel like it's something that I, I'm kind of good at. I hope so <laughs> at this point. And it's something that I, I do feel very encouraged to do. And I'm always, I feel like I'm being put, I usually get pushed into that direction. Um, but yeah, going back to what Anthony was talking about with having the non-music friends, or I, I have never lived with music majors. I've lived with other like theater majors. Um, that that's really it. The only that's musical theater majors. But having like I had a child of my one of my great friends who we were roommates three out of the four years while Sydney while um, I was at KSU. Having her in my life was something that I did not realize was such a huge part of it. Coming home and know she had a cat named Nyko. I love that guy. He was amazing. Like he just come walk in and we just have conversations. But um, coming home to either her or Nyko and her just being like, "What's up?" And like I, you know, I, I would rant. We would rant about so many different things. We watched, but we also watched The Bachelorette together. We watched You on Netflix together. All these other things. When we talked, Dancing with the Stars, we went out to like you know our favorite like uh, Mexican places. And like I would go visit her at work at Big Pie, and like it was just so nice to have someone who's that close in my life who I could just know I could decompress and not talk about music with. But she wouldn't, like my cousin Michael Anthony knew her well as well because of course we were roommates for three years, of course they're gonna know Sydney. Um, but she was such a fun spirit to be around and she was like just, it was just so refreshing to have her in my life and you just never really, you need that. Sometimes we just need a little bit of time away from the music world and especially because i had these guys who knew how to do that we balanced each other because we talked about music but it didn't mm -hmm. and so having a mixture of all of us together was just such a 
beautiful decompressing thing. Yeah, um, same thing. So I have a friend, Lauren, not this Lauren, another Lauren. Like I have like three or four other Lauren's friends. But um, Lauren, we met each other um, when we worked at the rec center. She became such a value, like we are very close. Uh, she works for the um, Cobb County and we'll just talk about like how her job is at working for the county and she'll ask me how teaching music is you know she knows nothing about music um she was at my recitals every time there was something big um she often came over michael would cook and they would talk about football which i just i excuse myself from that but she was a person that like was so good for me and my life um especially over the summer um with dealing with you know the whole trying to get a job this summer. Um, I wanted to talk to somebody who had nothing to do with music because it something about if I would have just been like, hey, I have this job, it would have been like from a music standpoint, which is great. Like I talked to both, I talked to Lauren and Michael about jobs and stuff. But when I talked to the other Lauren about jobs, her perspective was completely different because her perspective was from this is like how the general working thing go. This is how interview goes and everything. Um, and every time she's like, don't get down, keep your head up. You're going to get this job. Like every single time she was like, you're going to get this job. You're this and that. I was like, Lauren, no, I'm not. Shut up. You know. But no, like she really was just like, you're going to get it. No matter what, you're going to get it. Whatever is out there for you will be there for you. And I really did need that. Like that was something I, of course I got that from all of my music friends, but having a non-music friend saying there is something out there for you is very powerful. And I really, really, really respect and love our friendship that we had. And if it wasn't for me going to work at the gym, I probably would have never really met each other. Um, and she's just like one of the ones from the gym. I've had many others, including my former boss, Kendra. I love her. We talk all the time and me and her, we, we lift each other up. She's going to get her doctorate degree. So I'm like, girl, go get your doctorate degree. I'll be behind you. She's probably been one of my favorite bosses ever. Um, the way she supports me and I support her, it is just beautiful. That is what I loved about working at the rec center is that that camaraderie that we had, the love, we're always pushing each other to the next level. It's really kind of what we have right here with me, Michael Lauren, but this just, no music is involved. We're just Anthony, we're Lauren, we're Kendra. That's just it. And I love that. And if it, like Lauren said, if it wasn't for them, originally I didn't think I needed that. But it was because once you got it, it's like, oh my gosh, this completes me. Um, and so I, I love all of that, that that happened. I'm glad I had that opportunity. Yeah. And so in addition to like the importance of just having non-music friends or friends who you who are maybe music majors, but you can talk about other things with, I think it's also super important to have other hobbies that are not related to music, which we all have plenty of them that we do together at some point or we don't, you know, um, we, a thing that we started doing, it was kind of, I think over quarantine that kind of brought it together was wine tasting and actually like not just, not just drinking whatever wine, but actually being like, whoa, 
what are the flavors in this and which ones do we actually really like and enjoy and that was something that brought us together more it had nothing to do with music we're just tasting wine and it was really fun and amazing um and anthony goes by a, a, a vineyard and when we I think last time we went to look for apartments, we went to this amazing uh, Lake Ridge, is it? Lake Ridge Winery. If you're ever in the like, Central Florida area, Lake Ridge Winery, some of the best wine I've ever tasted. Amazing. Their Sunblush, their Southern Red, just amazing. And so, um, but that, and for me, like uh, charcuterie boards were something that I never had done before. And I think I had a friend who said, like, oh, she tried this. And it was so fun. It was so fun assembling like the different cheeses and like the meats and like the, you're gonna get like the jams and the spreads. Um, I'm in New Mexico, I have to go hiking. There are mountains everywhere here. So I've been trying to like, just go hike different paths. The other day, my, me and my friend Jimmy uh, hiked for 2.2 miles this one that was in the petroglyphs. It was amazing. It was so good, it was scary because they were like, watch out for rattlesnakes. And I was like, I will die. I will die, but we did, it was fun, it was really fun. Um, and then also just like going out, sitting, getting coffee, and just, you know, um, doing homework and just being away. Like, I mean, of course it's music school, so music homework, but still just being out. And like, oh, this is nice, just like being out. At, uh, my, I think it's Michael Thomas, or yeah, Michael Thomas Coffee Roasters here in ABQ, and I'm like, I love this so much. Um, but we, you have to develop hobbies that are non-musical, that really excite you that's fun for you and that can kind of take you out like like take you out of your element for a little bit i'm sure anthony has plenty michael has plenty of them as well uh one thing that i love that we did which <laughs> we love food we i think like thursdays and fridays we would go out i think one of our favorite places was la bamba in kennesaw if you're ever in kennesaw go to la bamba get you a margarita it's delicious it is phenomenal um, and then going to Woodstock, um, going to uh, the different uh, food venues there. They have a, um, a brewery there, which I'm not a big beer fan, but like just being in the atmosphere and just really having conversation, like normal conversation was like some of our hobbies. And we love, we love going to Atlanta um, and we would go down there at Henry's in Midtown we love that we went there for brunch most of the times like these are things that really took us away from uh music uh we also one of our favorite places called jeju it's a sauna um and like the duluth area which would completely take your mind off of the work school whatever you got going on this is nothing but re relaxation um one thing i like to do by myself so i'm a big cruise ship fanatic. Um, that was on my little thing. Um, but literally, I would spend my whole day on YouTube watching cruise ship videos. There was even one time, I think I explained to Michael, like the whole history of Carnival Cruise Lines. Like, that's my hobby. It has always been since I was like three. I've always been infatuated with cruise ships. And now that I, I'm, I'm kind of mad with Corona, because I live less than an hour from two cruise ports and I can't go to any of them because they done did the whole little band right now on cruise ships. But best believe when all this is over, I'm gonna be one of the first people on a cruise ship. Believe that. This hobbies is something. So I, I do have non-music friends, very few. 
I'm not the person who like I I only did music, only work music jobs. You know, that was my thing. My family is non-music, so that counts, I guess. Um, but hobbies is where, like, I love to cook. Love to cook. I would host dinner parties that coupled with football games, because I also like football, at Kennesaw all the time and grill and invite literally everybody. I'd be like, Lauren, Anthony, invite who you want to invite. I'm cooking X and X. Let's do this thing. Um, I like cooking. We did a, a fake chopped one night at Lauren's place. And uh, if you've ever got a mystery basket and 30 minutes, uh, you don't want to do that again. Like, I need my time. I need to prep. I need a cut. I need a clear plan. I will say uh, the, the mystery item that really threw him off was capers. Um, I, never, I don't eat those. The capers I, I didn't think that was too bad. I could have put water chestnuts, but I was trying to be nice. Those are easy. You just boil them, I think. I don't know. No. <laughs> Remember, Michael, you all, like when we, we took a trip over the summer down to Orlando, and we cooked, and it was like a it was like a family thing that we did. Oh yeah, I cooked. Um, what was it? Spinach, bacon, and chicken, like fettuccine, something like that. Yeah, that I I just I like to cook. I like to entertain. That's my big hobby. Like to entertain, like to host. Um, I picked up sports again. I dropped it most time during college. Like I watched I watched the big games, but I'm now like listening to analysts i'm a little crazy now about it but you know that's fine i enjoy bourbon and wine that's another big hobby it's an adult hobby so don't do it unless you're an adult adult matured adult um but i, I now have a dog and it's amazing he is literally right there it's the boo bear that's Jaeger man. So that, that's how I spend my time now. That's why I do all my work at school. I come home and I'm a suburban dog dad that shops at Costco and this place called Fresh Time, which is like Trader Joe's. You know, I am living my full suburban dog dad life. And so I recommend getting hobbies. If you don't do a lot of stuff outside of music, aka work a job, aka have roommates that were outside of music. I have roommates that are outside of music. I still love them. They went to high school with me. You know, that's a time. But I never, like, it doesn't compute in my head. Like, they don't know when I come home and my face is like, don't talk to me, the reasons why. And that's why I surround myself with music. Because if I have a, a thing, don't talk to me, people are like, oh, something went wrong. Decompress then we'll talk about it. You know what I mean? And so that was me. I like, I'm now having hobbies, still cooking, um, you know, drink a lot of coffee. I'm on my fifth cup today. Love to see it. We love, we love caffeine addiction. Um, so, <laughs> but another thing about, uh, I've been going back to more of the actual musician part of balancing is I really liked Listen, I, I, I love listening to non-classical music and going to concerts of non-classical music. Um, I used, there is a um, jazz club all around Atlanta. I think it's Elliott Street that some of my friends used to play at a lot and I, I used to go. And it was so cool. It was such a different vibe. It's like you go in, it's like, oh, you should, you should get a drink because that's, you know, it's right, nice, nice to do. And it happened in, you know, a trip I took to um, Paris like two summers ago too. They were like, oh, we can go to these jazz clubs. It's 
you know, customary, you get a drink, you know, it's nice because you're seeing it for free, mainly. Um, but it was just, it's really, like, cool, because I have my jazz friends, too, which I, I, I don't lump them into my music friends. I do kind of, but I don't, because they're such a special group of people, and they're really fun, and they're so funny, and their minds are completely different than mine in so many different ways. And so, like, they play stuff, like, or they'll show me music, and I'm just like, what is this? Like, it, it just completely, like, either go whoop, or just goes right, just right through. Um, but it's really interesting stuff, and I like that because it takes me out of my element. And with, with, with classical music, we can be very elitist, right? We can be, yeah, like, just very, like, oh, yeah, so it's not... It's not Beethoven, but it's whatever. No, like, I mean, it's, we're to the age, to the point where, you know, we understand it. this is music for all. Every, all music is music for all. And like, none is better than the other. They're just different. It's like apples, oranges, lemons. Like, it's just a different, it's just a bunch of fruits. It's variety. Um, and so to develop an appreciation for other music forms is really important. Because if you ask really great classical musicians, they could be like, oh yeah, like, I, I love jazz music. That's where I get my inspiration for lots of the, the style that I play in. Or um, you have musicians who are really good at both, which I think is unfair, but congrats to you that you can do that. I could, could never be me. Um, but that's that was something that I, you know, COVID, hello, we're not really able to do that right now as much. Uh, we can see some streams over from our friends in, uh, in Europa you know, they're doing their fun stuff so that we can see. But um, that's something that I think I'm going to appreciate a lot more once we're out of this. It's just the fact that you can go see concerts of different styles and with people of different backgrounds. And it adds to who you are as a person. It adds to your musical palette. It's like when you're a painter, you don't want to just have one color. That's what would make me the most angry. I'm going to, I'll get off this real quick, but I have to say it. When I go to the modern art sections, of art museums and I see a canvas that is just white <laughs> or just blue. I'm adding you High Museum of Atlanta. It's okay. I love your stuff, but it just, I don't, I don't, I didn't get it. I'm sure there are artists who are like, oh my gosh, it's just abstract. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's, it's just, it's, it's out of my, my pay grade, I guess. But for me, uh, it was it's something more when I see like all the colors coming together and all these other different things. It doesn't have to be a pretty picture of like a, a lake or something, but give me some substance. And so I feel like with, <laughs> like with this, the color, what I'm trying to say is with this color palette, I like to see different colors on it. And so as a musician, you want your palette, your color palette to have multiple colors. You don't want it to just be blue and white or red and blue or white, red, and blue. Does, you know, you want to have a, a whole rainbow. We love the rainbow. Like, I want to see it all. And the different, like, tones, all pastel pink, hot pink, all pink. Anyway, Anthony. Uh, yeah, no, like, I, I totally get you. So, jazz is, I cannot play jazz. I literally just found that out, like, a week ago. Jazz, I was trying to play piano. No, no. I'm a choral pianist. I can do a little, little choral, you know, keep up with the company, but that's it. Don't put me in a jazz rehearsal. But I love listening to jazz. I really love listening to jazz. So one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to was a jazz concert uh, by an artist named Kamazi Washington. Um, 
Oh my gosh, it was a phenomenal concert. And yes, when you go to a jazz concert, you have to have a beverage. You have to have a beverage. It's just part of the atmosphere. Um, but it is so fun. You have to be well-rounded. I've also loved going to see Patti LaBelle live. Like, Patti LaBelle, that is my girl, okay? When she kick off her heels, that is what I love. To, that's what I paid my money to see. Um, but I love going to live concerts. And I also love going to, to win ensemble concerts and choir concerts. And I'm so mad. Uh, one thing that I loved about coming down to Florida is because Florida has some great uh, college ensembles, great high school ensembles that I was like, ooh, I finally get to go listen to them live. I can't because nobody's performing and it's, it's, it's a little upsetting, but I know that in the future, people will be coming back into doing the live ensemble things and I cannot wait. I love going to live music and as a conductor, I love seeing the whole conductor with ensemble, the, 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 what's going on, the mood, how they are reacting to one another. I love seeing that. So it's not only an audio thing, but it's also a visual thing when I go to uh, concerts like that. Um, what I did want to say about um, being a life of a musician is one, make sure you love what you do. Okay, make sure that this is what you want to do and not just being a musician, being anything in life. Make sure it's what you want to do, because if you go through life or go through college and you're not completely sure, you're going to start to regret a lot of things. And it's going to cause a little ruckus going on between you and yourself. And people can see when you're when you're not at fully peace with yourself. Um, so please, please, please find out what you want to do. Make sure that you love what you're going to do. Okay. Michael? Um, I was just going to talk about the, the not just listening to classical music a lot. Um, yes, but though, wait, you have to love what you do. If you don't, I am full confident to say you are not doing the right thing because you don't want to go to work every day. If you love what you do, it's not work. You know what I mean? Like you want to enjoy what you do. And that goes for stuff in school do stuff you like to do like yes and musicians we have this whole rule of you cannot say no and to some degree you can't like when you're first getting started out you have to say yes a lot and that will teach you what you like and don't like to do you have to also give things chances you can't just be, play one big band gig and be like eh, i don't like it give it a couple of chances but me musically I, I listen to orchestra music and wind band music and brass quintet and all that other stuff like when I need to and sometimes when I like to. But what I really like to listen to is hip hop and rap, especially old 90s and before. And me and Anthony was talked about this a lot. Like one of my favorite albums and stuff um, is uh, by Family Dungeon, which is all Atlanta-based albums. I love Andre 3000. I love all these people. And that helps me – Classical music has a groove. It does. Everything has a groove. Everything has a groove. And you can tell when someone is playing very metronomic or when someone is like grooving within their groove. And for me, rappers are the, like, they will just, whoo. Like, I like jazz. I listen to jazz, but like rappers, how they play with stuff, I'm like, yes, give me that triple it. 
when I'm usually with Duple. Yes. But um, that's just me, and I I get I get lit to it. You know, I get pumped in the morning. I'm like, yeah, just mm, 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 mm. But yes, listen to things that are not classical music, but you can still learn stuff from it. You can learn from all types of music. Learning never stops. Just because I'm listening to CeeLo Green, learning never stops. You can see how he does what he does. It might be popular music, but it's popular for a reason. Or the evolution of Beyonce. So I think, I mean, the main thing I think to take away, one of the main concepts of this is the fact that as you can see just from us three where we are such we're great friends like we're amazing friends yet we have very different things that balance our lives mm -hmm. so what you cannot do when you're trying to balance yourself is to try to compare yourself to anyone else um because you're no you're not them so things that they are able to do within a day you might not be able to um or you may be underselling yourself maybe you could do more than that you have to look at your it's about self-reflection examination and trial and error you may try, try some things out but oh, you know what actually this isn't something i can do every day this isn't some, this isn't even something i can do every week that's fine you have to figure out your balance there are going to be things you have to take away to give if there's a give there's a take because like i said 24 hours that is all we get during a day um and you're you should sleep i hope everyone's sleeping i'm just going to go ahead and say that so that you that part of that at least six of those hours are already gone. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's all about your own balance, what you're able to handle physically and also mentally. Like there are things, of course, we can do. Someone can practice 10 hours a day all the time, period. Now that to me sounds insane, but to some, some other person that may be their normal thing. And I'm like, that's great for you mentally. I couldn't do that. I would. I got to the point of exhaustion. I think the lowest point I ever got of exhaustion was sophomore year of college, where I got to develop the under eye twitch, and I was like, "Yo, I really am not sleeping at all." And it was true, and I had to stop that. And um, it's something that it's like, "Oh, it's funny. We don't sleep in college. Don't don't do that. Don't fall into that because you really need it. You to succeed, you have to sleep. You have to eat." It has to be a balance to it. So you just have to find yours. So if you haven't, if you feel like you haven't found that balance to your life yet, then start writing out the stuff. Start by saying, okay, what, what are things that I absolutely have to do every single day? Eat, sleep. Um, some people are like, I have to do some type of workout routine throughout the day. Awesome, go ahead and do that. If you have dogs or pets or anything like that, if you have uh, children, you have a, that means you have people to take care of people you are responsible for that is a big thing um and then you start getting into okay well now you're are you in, are you in school wonderful so then what are the things that you have to do every day to like to survive school for me i have classes where i have one assignment a week so i have one day i usually just knock it out it's like thursdays i'm just gonna knock out all my homework those are my homework days um and so then after I do, I have those days, there are days where I'm like, these are my big practice days. And so I know that these are gonna be big practice days, the days where I know I will be able to get the most practice done out of these specific days. And so it's just kind of like starting like that, teaching same thing, if you work, 
balancing that around everything. It's just, it, that's why I say lists. I love lists as well, writing out things and just looking at it visually with your own eyes and taking it from your head to something concrete really changes things. So that is what I have to say overall about balance. Yeah, um, the other thing um, that I think we're gonna sum up uh, the rest of this, um, with balancing your life, you also have to take opportunity. You never know where you're gonna end up if you never take the opportunity, okay? Um, I don't think any of us expect it to be where we are right now. If we didn't take, just take a risk. Once you take the risk, then it's like, okay, you're here, let's keep going. Let's keep going down this road um, and being flexible and being letting life take you. Um, always have a plan, but don't always be like, I need to, I need to. And that's something that I had to learn is that things, life is just going to throw different things at you. But the point of life is to continue on trekking up, down whatever lifeline you have. So if there's an opportunity that comes towards you, don't take it. Take it because you never know where you'll end up. Maybe one day you'll be the president of the United States. And I'm going to leave that right there. Uh, but please, please, please. Uh, and here's our one thing that we want to say. Go vote. Um, because uh, voting is coming up uh, and some states have started. I think Georgia's the 19th. Um, so when you see this, it'll already be time to vote. Mail-in vote, absentee vote, vote in person, go vote on the actual day, vote. Use what you have. And the reason for voting is because you want to impact the lives that will come after you. So right now, that life is in your hands. So please go and vote. If you didn't get anything else from this podcast besides vote, that look, our job is done. Please go vote. Okay. Um, what I have to say, thank you so much for um, listening to us and becoming on our journey as we do this. Um, please give us a like, a follow. Uh, heart shout out share whatever all of our um, links to everything will be down below if this is on youtube if it's on spotify apple music facebook every twitter you will see everything okay so please 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 tell a friend um and let's make this family big and powerful um also leave some comments we've already got some good comments and our next couple of episodes will be tackling tackling those so leave comments give us some things to talk about and we'll love to include you in our conversations um so thank you so much and we will see you next week bye bye